0: Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. In this episode, we're talking about postseason practices. As we dig into the postseason and even prepare for it, what can some of those practices look like? I'll give you a few keys to really try to concentrate on as you start to get into your run, into the state tournament, in the districts, regionals, whatever that might look like, sectionals, whatever that might look like, in whatever state that you are you're playing in that can help you get a better idea of what to focus on, what to emphasize within your practices. I'll share some personal experiences as well. Thank you for listening. I know it's a busy time of year for our coaches. And so listening to the podcast and really supporting the Coach's Edge, coachesedge.coach, just by listening is huge. We certainly appreciate it. And we wish you the very best of luck. Let me know if you need anything. Contact at currentbasketball.com at Coach's Edge One on Twitter. It's a fun time of year. We're, we're in the postseason or digging into the postseason, I should say. At the same time, we're booking all of our spring camps, our summer camps. And so it's it's just a really fun time of year to get behind all of these programs that we've been working with and touch base with new programs that we are about to work with as well. All right. Thank you for listening. Let's get to the show. Okay, let's go. Postseason preparation. I want to share with you some of my My thoughts, I say these things humbly, like these are some of my own experiences, I'll share some personal stories, uh, but really some of my thoughts and philosophies on how we can treat some of those very important postseason practices that we are preparing for and getting into right now. So let's just get going. I think that uh, you need to have a great idea of where your team is at mentally. I think confidence is one of the most vital aspects of this time of year. So understanding that your players need to feel really good about their skills. So that's number one to me is do your players feel confident about their game? That means we're not skimping on skill development. We might even spend more time getting some shots up, working on some ball handling, some finishing at this point in the year, because you want your players leaving every practice feeling like they got better. I mean, this should be all the time, right? But especially this time of year, we want to give them confidence. How can we give them confidence, them coming into practice and leaving and saying, man, I got my reps in, like I'm feeling good about my skills. And we need to give them opportunity to feel confident about that by putting them in situations where they can improve those skills, shooting, ball handling, finishing. Those things shouldn't be taken away because we not only want to improve our skills for performance, but the mental side of the game even more important this time of year. You want them feeling good about their reps because of that. So don't skip the skill development. Secondly, be intense. That still could mean we're shortening practices. You might be a little more specific with what drills you're using, you know, take out maybe some of those uh, drills that are a little more injury likely, I should say. But we still want to be intense because these are the most intense games of the season. And we want to be prepared for that. Make practice hard so the game is easy. This was a philosophy of my high school coach. I played um, for him for, you know, just shoot, almost 20 years ago. Now I'm feeling old, but he had a lot of success. Univille suming area high school coach game for for 20 plus years. And that was a big part about those practices. They were harder than the games. His practices for the most part were harder than my college practices, just more intense, higher standard, uh, some of them just longer, right? Just getting after it. And um, because of that, the games that we played were a heck of a lot easier. And there were there was probably only one game in my entire life in high school where uh, I felt like I was tired. Because I was so used to just everything that we did in practice combined with, you know, some of the running and whatnot that I just always felt like I could play a whole nother game in high school between the fouls, the timeouts, uh, out of bounds, all these breaks that you have within. There's so many breaks within a high school game. I mean, really? I mean, you have to have like a really fast paced, intense, a lot of going up and down, in my opinion, to be tired playing a high school game. That's just my thoughts or practices that aren't intense. And so the game seem like a big deal. And if that's the case for you, you're probably not winning very many games as it is. So we want to make sure that we're intense, but we're also picking the spots where we can save some of our players legs. Like quick example, my sophomore year, we're going through, we're having a great season. I think we're, you know, top, you know, 15 in the state or something for class C we go to the district finals. We play a team in our league. They had won the league. We had split during the regular season, and they had reached the quarterfinal for Class B the year before. So they moved down a division, and now we were in the same same district. We're playing. They're a top ten ranked team, and it's neck and neck. And we 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 beat them like really really close. Could have gone either way. They had a really great team. Next week we're in the regionals. We play, I think, the number three ranked team in, in the state, flint Hamity. They press, they play fast on offense. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down in your face, right? You got to be able to handle this pressure, this heat for 32 minutes. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to win. So we play this game and it was the only game I probably played in high school where I felt like, man, I'm really tired because they, they just played that intense and their their athleticism and speed was hard to simulate in practice, no matter how hard you practice. You guys know how that is. So we win this game. We knock them off. And the next practice, I remember, yes, it was a little bit lighter, but we only had one game in between. We had this Tuesday game and then the, the championship was going to be on a Thursday for our regional championship. And so we got one day in between. So we're trying to get a lot of stuff in as we prepare for Uh, Saginaw-Carlton, who I think, shoot, they might have been ranked in the top 10, too. We had a really tough district slash regional. And we're preparing for them. I remember, you know, we would always run after every single practice, no matter what. And I think from a mental standpoint, this helped us probably because we just knew our practices were harder than everybody else. Stuff was being asked of us that wasn't being asked of other high school teams. And that gave us a mental edge, I felt like. But physically, it was starting to wear us down because in this specific situation, we had just played a team where myself and our other guard, our best player, had to handle the ball pretty much the entire game up and down, up and down, up and down. And we had to play a lot of defense because this team played so fast. And so that combination at this point in the season, it did hurt us a little bit going into that regional championship game where we played a team. It was very good, but they came out and played a two-three zone. An athletic, really good two-three zone. But they forced us to take a lot of perimeter shots. I don't feel like we had the legs and the juice that we normally did from the perimeter, or really that pep in our step to be able to break down the defense. And uh, we ended up losing a close game. And that's probably the one, the one, one of those games that you look back on in high school and you're like, man, we probably should have won that one you know, personally, we had beat two teams, in my opinion, that were better than them in the districts and in the regional earlier. And then we lose and it's like, ah, man, but hey, that's March Madness. That's why it's fun. So make sure that we're being specific with how much uh, intensity we're going to do, but also the duration of it, because we do need to save our legs for the performance of what matters most, those games. Next thing that I want you to think about is the importance of Rebounding, great half-court defense, and executing offensively. Those are three huge keys. I don't think that you're going to be able to win and make a run unless you rebound at a high level because there are many teams, and I, I work with a handful of them, who create a ton of turnovers. Pressure in your face going to turn you over. You better be ready to get up and down the court for 32 really intense minutes. But as you get deeper into the postseason, one of the reasons why those teams are there is because they have the ability to handle that pressure. So you're not going to be able to get as many turnovers for touchdowns against those higher-level teams, which comes back to there's going to be some more half-court play. You're going to have to rebound off of that because these teams are good enough to get shots. You're not going to turn them over as much as you used to, which goes into our second key up. Your half-court defense has to be legit. If you're a team that is dependent on extending your defense, playing all these passing lanes to get your points, but you haven't really built a strong foundational half-court defense, whether that's man or zone, I think you're going to struggle as you get deeper into the postseason. Now, as we flip this, you got to think the same thing for these other high-level teams that you're playing in the postseason. The importance of being able to execute offensively is huge. I know this isn't like rocket science right here. I'm not, this isn't some crazy information, but it does give us some keys to concentrate on during our practice time. Great teams need to be able to execute offensively because all the easy stuff that you got against lower level opponents during the regular season, you're not getting them against the top 32 teams in the state, 16 teams in the state, eight teams in the state, four teams, whatever that might be as you go throughout the postseason. So rebounding, great half-court defense, and offensive execution are huge. Make sure that we're focusing on cleaning up any of the, what may seem like minor things within our offense or defense, those little tweaks that you need to make. Because again the better teams we play the more that one play here and there that one step that those two steps to the side in the zone the careless pass that might be a bad habit that you haven't really picked on with those players about because they can get away with it well they are not going to be able to get away with it anymore so being able to clean up some of those things from a execution standpoint is huge now we talked about keeping our practices intense, but cutting back possibly on the time. We can spend a little bit more of that time watching some film, explaining what we need to do. I mean, I also think that's some good kind of team bonding where you're breaking down the opponent's film, you're eating some pizza, you know, you're kind of having a, a good time while at the same time, hey, we got a job to do uh, during your your scout. I think that as you go throughout the season, in the postseason. You you really want to be smart with the health of your athletes. So how does this come into play? Is there a way that you can really make sure that they're getting truly warmed up before they get into their practice or games? Because you want to minimize injuries there. Uh, As far as cool down after games, after practices, do you have anything in place for them there? Uh, Really trying to reinforce the important aspects of nutrition Water and sleep, right? There's so many fancy, expensive things out there. But let's bottom line this Are your players getting enough sleep? Are they eating healthy? Are they drinking enough water? If you're doing those three things, we're in pretty good shape, right? And then one other thing that I would encourage you to do is try to get the community really hyped and involved at this time of year. Promote on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it might be to really try to reach the community, to reach the parents, to highlight your players that are having a good season, your team that's having a great season, and to really try to bring everybody together at this time. It could be also something where you're really trying to spread the word to the younger kids. Younger kids want to be around the varsity basketball team. They want to be in their shoes someday. So being able to get them involved, talk to the kids, do a little walkthrough at the school, talk about the the game that's coming up on Friday night. Anything that we can do to promote the program in person on social media is a great benefit and it can be a lot of fun for the kids, especially in these small towns. Like there's so many small towns uh, that are awesome that I get the chance to work with and to see some of the community involvement uh, at, at this level is just, I mean, that's, that's what high school sports are supposed to be about, right? It's a, it's a community coming together to support one another uh, through their school. And uh, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. So keep that ball rolling and grow it. It's exciting. You're building a program as you're digging into this really fun and exciting time of the year. So, those are a few thoughts. I hope that some of those help you as you prepare for the postseason and you are in the postseason for some of our coaches as this podcast comes out. I wish you the very best, uh, super exciting time. I do want to shout out a couple of programs within CoachesEdge.coach that have won their league title uh, Lipsick. Down in Ohio, boys, they just won the PCL. Like, huge shout-out to Coach Coleman and the crew. Carver's Bay, they won their league, which is actually called their region down in South Carolina. Shout-out to Coach Mez. Uh, Delphus Jefferson, the NWC, uh, Girls Champions. Congratulations to to you guys there in Ohio as well. And uh, it's going to be fun to follow you guys in in the postseason as you dig into it. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. I appreciate you guys. You're doing you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Keep trying to build, and um, you know, be a positive influence on the lives of of youth that you're working with through this great game of basketball. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Contact at kramerbasketball.com, at coachesedge1 on Twitter, or Steve21Kramer on Twitter. And uh, if you're curious about anything that we have going on with coachesedge.coach or kramerbasketball.com, uh, you can let me know again as well positive rating and review goes a really long way. Thanks again for listening. And as always, get after it today.